Welcome to episode 14 of the Princeton Podcast with Mayor Mark Frieda. In this episode, Mark caught up with Lisa Shelby, the Executive Director of High Tops, a Princeton nonprofit organization providing inclusive and youth-informed sex education and LGBTQ plus support for young people. In addition to describing the variety of programs offered by High Tops, Lisa also discussed High Tops' expansion of online services, now providing education and support for young people throughout New Jersey, as well as the fundraising importance and popularity of the annual High Tops Princeton Half Marathon. So without any further introduction, let's join Mark Frieda and Lisa Shelby for episode 14 of the Princeton Podcast. Lisa, thank you for joining us today. Oh, so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Sure. So, uh, Lisa, High Tops has been in Princeton, uh, you know, since sometime in the 1980s, I believe. That's right. Can you share some of the high points of High Tops history with everybody? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, High Tops has been in Princeton since about 1987, and it used to be uh, family-born, which a lot of people might be familiar yeah. with, um, an OBGYN center, a midwifery center. A lot of, a lot of Princeton babies were, were born at Family Born. <laughs> and, uh, and High Tops actually evolved um, from Family Born in response to what was seen to be the need for adolescents to have sexual health services that were geared specifically for them. So High Tops was, um, I'd like to say, was actually born out of Family Born. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I like how you word that. That's tremendous. <laughs> and, and I have been around long enough that I do remember family boards. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lisa, I believe your two-year anniversary with High Tops is actually coming up this year. So I was just curious, what, what drew you to High Tops? Oh, well, well, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know that it's actually my fourth anniversary just passed. Oh so my gosh. Time, so time flies. Yeah. My first two years was actually as an interim executive director. Okay. So, and then um, the last two years as the, it's a funny word, it's the permanent executive director, though, of <laughs> course, you know, that, that will not be the case, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of my own interest and, um, you know, to, to come to high tops, I mean, sexual health has always been my passion. I've worked in that field for really forever. And um, and so certainly that passion and the and the mission of High Tops, which is to provide sexual health related services for all adolescents, just meshed really really well. Um, I've been a long term fan of High Tops. Um, you know, I also knew Family Born and went there for for healthcare. And then when I was working in the Trenton area um, for Planned Parenthood back in the eighties and nineties, you know, we collaborated with high top. So it was very exciting for me. Um, it felt like coming home, um, to, to, to work at this organization. So I feel very, very appreciative and very grateful to be here. Um, and I think, you know, the, the other draw for me really was that the board, when I met with them was very, very committed to building the organization, to strengthening it, to, to assessing the programs that were being offered, and to really building and creating and expanding the work that they did. And so for me, as an, ex uh, as an interim executive director at the time, that's what I had been doing for a couple of years, that was the perfect fit, because that's what interim executive directors do. Yeah. Um, so between the mission and the sense of coming home and the, the meshing with my interests and skills as an interim at the time, it just really all came together. 
Yeah, that's that's great. And it's always nice when you get an opportunity in life where things do come together like that for your professional. Yes, it really, really was. Yeah. So, um, okay, so having heard the reasons you came, and obviously High Tops has evolved over time, uh, what would you describe the core services that High Tops provides today? What, what, what would those be? Yeah, well, you know, first and foremost, High Tops is a youth-informed and youth-focused organization. And it's really important to be, you know, to say that front and center. And um, we certainly work with lots of adults because in order to create the type of environment that young people can thrive in, um, the adults in their lives need to be part of the part of the picture for sure. Um, and the the core programs that we currently provide are K through twelve sex education and. Um, we provide comp- what we call comprehensive, which can have lots of different meetings. But for us, what that means is we work with all the stakeholders in a school district. Um, so rather than rather than just coming in and doing a sex ed class here and there during health time, we come in, we work with all the administrators, all the student-facing staff, the students and their families. And we do that over a four-year period of time. So our goal is really to create a culture change within that school district where young people of all identities are affirmed, they feel supported, they have knowledge and skills around their sexual health as, as do their adults in their lives. So that's, that's a, you know, a big piece of what we do. Um, the second bucket, as I, as I call them, is our LGBTQ support services. Um, so we offer four weekly support groups, three of which are for young people. So we have a group for youth that are aged 11 to 13. We have another two groups for young people aged 14 to 18. And then we have a group for parents who have children who are transgender or non-binary. So that's a big piece of our work. The other aspect of our work is that we have what we call the closet which is an offering of gender affirming clothing and accessories for young folks so they can come in and choose what it is that they want that makes them feel good and comfortable and you know take it home for, for free. Um, another signature program of ours is the Trans Youth Forum and that is a day-long celebration, education, supportive event that is essentially produced by a youth advisory board. So we have about 12 young people, depending on the year, who work with our staff to select the speakers, to interview the speakers, to put together the theme. And they put together the whole day. They do an incredible job. So it's really, um, it's a very special day because it's really run for and by young people. Um, And that's actually coming up on March 26th. And it's a, we're doing it virtually. And uh, so we'd love for, for folks to tune in if that's something that they'd be interested in, in seeing. Um, and our, our third bucket is what I think about as community education and professional training. So this is the work that's primarily for adults. We do a lot of work with local businesses and corporations, community-based organizations, social service organizations, and then um, partner with other organizations to sort of put out to the community, hey folks, we're doing this program, we'd love for you to join us. And a lot of what we do is what we call SOGI, which is stands for Sexual Orientation, Gender Identity and Expression. And what we've learned is that, you know, the adults of our world 
are really, really want to support young people and, but are nervous. They're, they don't have the language. They don't, you know, it's not part of, you know, if you're over a certain age, it just wasn't part of our way of being to think about gender uh, in the way that people think about it now. So we find that people are really, really appreciative and so happy just to have the vocabulary so that they can be supportive and affirming of the young folks in their lives. That is, that, that is just amazing. That is, uh, thank you so much for sharing all of that. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, you know, I, I'm sure people that are dealing with high tops every day are aware of that, but I'm, I'm going to guess that a number of people listening are not going to, would not have known all that you do. So, wow. So let me, let, let me, uh, let me ask you a couple of questions about you, right? Cause all right. this is all, it's about <laughs> you and it's about high tops. Um, I know you did mention that you had been other places before you came to high tops. Do you want to give us a little more detail? Because I, th- I think, uh, you know, as you said, you have a, you have a pretty interesting background. Oh, well, um, yeah. So my, I, I guess I'd like to say that my, I've always been involved in the sexual health space. Um, and you know, took a few detours here and there, but um, really started my professional career at a, working for the UMDNJ mental health system, and um, was working there doing professional—not um, professional, but pro- program development, design, and evaluation. And from there, left and went to Planned Parenthood in Trenton, where I ran the education and training and social services uh, department. And that was a you know just a great opportunity. That's when I worked with High Tops uh, way back in the day, in the late '80s, early '90s. <laughs> um, and from there, I actually left and went to Planned Parenthood in Philadelphia and spent another eight years there. And um, and then after that, I took a little detour and I worked actually as an executive director in a theater, a small theater in Philadelphia, which was a remarkable <laughs> experience. It was. I really learned a lot uh, in in that job that most, most uh, something that sticks the most with me is just how smart people who work in the theater world are. They're so knowledgeable, so well-read, so well-traveled. It was just a really, you know, just really interesting. Um, After that, I, I actually got my certification as an interim executive director and went to work for a couple of organizations in that capacity. You know, great learning experience, and I feel really, you know, um, paved the way for me to come to High Tops um, as an exe- uh, interim executive director to help the organization. You know, as I said before, strengthen, build, assess where we're at, and to and to grow and expand, and and really kind of get our feet firmly on the ground and, and do the, do this essential work that this organization does. Yeah. And, and then I think if we look at your educational background too, right, because I believe you have a master's degree. So all this stuff all starts to tie together. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My master's degree, I, I got my master's, um, what was then UMDNJ Rutgers School of Public Health. Um, it's the name is, I, I don't believe that umd and is in the name anymore. I'm not sure. But in any event, it was way back in the day. I was, I was in the first graduating class of that program. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll tell you, you know, it's been many, many years, but um, I, I still feel that that was the right degree for me. I use, I use my learning from that and the, and the way of thinking about public health and health administration um, every single day of my professional life. So yeah, it did absolutely set me up for a career that I feel really, you know, still really meshes with 
who I am and what I want to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's tremendous. Yeah, I'm um, very lucky. <laughs> yeah, you are, right? I, I, yeah, I'm very lucky. Yeah, the road, the road some of us end up on are the roads, I should say. I mean, it's not always one, but interesting how it gets us to where we end up. And you look back and you say, wow, didn't know at the time, but, you know, that really helped or that just, you know, still use it today, which is, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to ask, did you grow up around here or where, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up, I um, started off my my uh, life in New York and uh, born in the Bronx, spent a lot of time, some time there in my younger years and then moved to Manhattan with my family and then ended up going to high school in uh, in New Jersey and went to Rutgers for undergraduate and really stayed in the North, spent time in North Jersey and Central Jersey for a good part of my adult life. Um and then moved to the Philadelphia area, and so have been there for another good part of my adult life, right? <laughs> that adult life is getting longer. <laughs> now that we're both 21. Right, right, right. And uh, yeah, so, you know, and I worked in Central Jersey for many, many years, and it, you know, coming back to high tops, like I said before, in other ways, also feels like coming home because it's my, you know, it's like my old stomping grounds and reconnecting with people that I worked with, you know, really many, many years ago. The organizations are still there. A lot of the people are still there. So it's, it feels really, as I said, like coming home. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I know, you, you know, you talked a little bit ago about the the kind of three different buckets of all the different things that High Tops does. What, right. what do you think, what would you say are like the is there one or two programs that are the most popular or they get used by the most number of people or young adults or youth? Yeah, well, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think that the programming that we do in the schools, just by definition of, mm. you know, of that, that's where we see the most people. But, you know, so if I had to say to you, what are the signature programs at High Tops? Um, you know, the, f- the first one I would mention is our ABCs program. That's what we call it. And that's the program that I was describing where we're in a school district over four years um, working, you know, with all the stakeholders. So that's our one signature program. The other one, again, mentioned before, but you know what? Worth mentioning again are our LGBTQ plus support groups. You know, really, really important. Um, both Both those programs and our others are not just about providing the individual services to to young folks and the adults in their lives, but it's really about how do we how do we think about and change the culture so that people can feel supported, feel loved, you know, be affirmed in who they are, and have the information and tools to to do that for for themselves. Um, so that that feels really important. Um, and the other signature program, if I had to pick a couple, would be the Trans Youth Forum. You know, it's the only program of its kind in um in this in this area it's um it's a very unique kind of program and it attracts you know now that we went virtual it attracts people from all over the world Mm. so um it's it's a pretty you know it's just a pretty cool program yeah yeah wow um so i know you said you look you're going virtual so you can get people from everywhere but like typically where, where do the people that participate um in the different programs and everything come from? I mean, how wide an area or how big is your net in central Jersey or Princeton or I'm not sure how to describe it. Right, right. Well, we describe it as the greater Mercer area. Hmm. Um, So our programming 
is predominantly held in Mercer, Somerset, and Middlesex counties. That said, you know, we are also in Union County, in Montgomery County, in New Jersey. We may be up in Essex County next year. So we're really beginning to grow our geographic reach, um, both literally live on the ground, with particularly with this ABCs program as we're moving into other school districts. Um, in terms of our groups, our groups prior to the pandemic were held on our site in, in Princeton. So those young folks tended to come from closer to home in the Mercer County area. Um, but now being virtual, we have young folks coming to us for to our groups from all over the state. I mean, the majority are still from Mercer County, but it certainly has increased access for many folks who were you know, not able to travel. Um, to join us live in Princeton. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting to, to, to hear about your reach and the potential new areas that you'll go into, especially with the ABC program. That, I mean, that's got to make a huge difference with the, the people that it impacts. So that's tremendous. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And actually, one of our... Um, one of our plans for next year is to, we've already been collecting data, but we are going to do a formal program evaluation of ABCs. You know, that's another thing about high tops that, that we've done over the past couple of years is to root, solidly root all of our programming in best practices um, and, in the, and the research. And we, feel like we have um, a unique opportunity to contribute to that research and to contribute to the field of sexual health. And so we're going to be evaluating ABCs. And, um, you know, the goal is to publish that information, to share it with the field and, you know, just kind of provide another um, building block to what really is the best way to educate and hold young people around their sexual health. You know, unfortunately, this kind of programming is not something that you see a lot. You know, you have to be you have to be willing to like see it for the long term, right? It's a long, you know, four years is yeah. a long time, and it's um, labor intensive, and the schools have to be willing to commit to it. You know, and um, and it's expensive. It, it <laughs> you know, so it's it's not it's a it's a it can be a harder sell than just kind of coming in and doing, you know, as we call it a one and done. Sure. Um, right. But if you really want to make change, that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, well, I think it's encouraging to anybody listening to hear the, the level of commitment that high tops is willing to put into its programs and to share with others. So, you know, congratulations on, yeah. on having that kind of culture. That's, that's pretty impressive. Thank um, you. But let me ask you about, you guys are in a new location, right? You're in a new space. It opened not all that long ago. So what happened? How did it happen? Where are you? And tell me all about it. Ooh, it's been a whirlwind <laughs> couple of years, that's for sure. So yeah, um, in November 20, we sold the space that the organization had inhabited for 35 years. Yeah. Um, not an easy decision, uh, but absolutely the right decision for our organization at this time. Um you know, rather than putting our hard-earned resources into bricks and mortar, um, we put it in, we decided to sell the building. We had a mortgage on it and um, to take the monies and put it into programming, you know, to really use the, um, the value, the resources that we had in that space and put it into the work that we do. 
So that's, you know, that was a very exciting um, decision that we made. And, you know, we were fortunate we were able to kind of sign, seal and deliver that deal before the, you know, before the pandemic continued and things really, you know, kind of went a little wonky. Um, and so we have been fortunate enough to find a space at um, 300 Witherspoon, the old Princeton Packet Building, joining a bunch of other Princeton folks there. We're very, very excited. Capital Health is one of our big neighbors there. And so we're really looking forward to collaborating with them. And um, our, face, our space is currently almost ready for us to move in. It's been fitted out for, to our specifications. I want to give a shout out to Helena May. And uh, she's the owner of the building and has yep. been just wonderful to work with. And uh, so we're hoping to be moved in, you know, in the later part of the spring. And uh, so look forward to inviting the community to uh, join us in opening up our space and, yeah, coming back to our new home. That's great. That's pretty exciting. That's yes. nice to hear. Um, well, um, I'm hoping that the uh, we continue to move further away from all the COVID shutdowns and everything else we've had. But um, yeah. so how, how has COVID impacted High Tops? Well, you know, like everybody else, we uh, needed to learn how to pivot quickly and successfully do everything virtually, which, you know, I'm really proud to say that we did. We continue to provide all of our programs virtually. And, um, you know, the staff really needed to um, be creative and be resourceful. And they were, they are. It's a, it's a fabulous team that I'm, you know, fortunate enough to be working with. And, um, so in many ways, as we talked about it a few minutes ago, it, it increased access for people. You know, people are able to attend our programs in the, in the virtual space. And um, so that's been great. You know, for some folks, it's been not as good, right? Again, like everybody else is experiencing, not everybody has internet access or not everybody has the space, the privacy to uh, perhaps participate in a support group. Um, but in our experience, there, there's been more people who have increased access. So one of the silver linings for us that we are taking away is that the, the Trans Youth Forum, which used to be live, was so successful doing it virtually on a, in many, many different ways. Many more young people could attend from all, all over the place. Um, we were able to attract the kind of talent to join us that we would not have been able to do if people had a fly in to, you know, New Jersey and be right. with us and be put up in a hotel and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we're, we're doing it virtually intentionally this year because we want to. <laughs> yeah. And I suspect that we will continue to do it virtually um, well into the future. You know, we, are, we will have watch parties in our space and kind of have other ways to bring people together. But in terms of creating an accessible um, day for people and having the types of folks that we would love to have join us, both participants and the talent that we bring in, it's, it's been a gift. Right. Wow. That, you know, again, the ability to, to pivot, the ability to figure out, okay, here's a, not the greatest situation, but let's make it, let's see what we can do to make it work. <laughs> so that's, again, a good sign of the, of the, of the great culture there at High Tops. Um, but let me ask you about uh, our 
kind of announced to everybody, hopefully they already know, is that the registration <laughs> for the High Tops Half Marathon is is open. People can go register. Yay. So uh, Yes, register, um, register. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to assume there's one or two people out there that might not know what the Half Marathon is, uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I'd be delighted. So this year is the 10th anniversary of the Half Marathon, and the, the High Tops Princeton Half Marathon is um, – a big community-based event in Princeton. We have there when it's when we are not dealing with COVID. There are thousands of community members um, and family members and friends of the runners themselves who come out, and uh, it's a very early start to the day. Uh, I, I believe the uh, start time is seven o'clock or something around seven o'clock, and we're out and everything's cleaned up and we're cleared out of town by ten, so businesses and <laughs> places of worship can open and do their thing. Um, but it's the biggest fundraiser for High Tops that we have. Um, this, this year, we are looking to top $1 million in net funds raised over the 10 years. Wow. Um, so we're, you know, we're really pleased and proud of that. And um, yeah, and at this point, registration, as you said, Mark, opened up a couple of weeks ago. And we're uh, encouraging people to sign up um, as soon as, you know, now. Um, we, we do have a closed field. Um, we're only um, allowed to have 1,700 people run in the race. So, you know, first come, first served kind of thing. Um, we, one of the big successes of that day is that many of our runners are fundraisers for us. And we, there's lots of great swag that we give away if you're doing fundraising for us. And, you know, we offer a lot of support and a lot of um, camaraderie around doing that. So that's a big way for us to bring in some, you know, of the resources that we need to run our programs. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and we also have a virtual race, um, right. which we started before the pandemic. So for those folks who don't run 13 and a half miles on a regular basis, <laughs> um, you know, you can walk, you can run, you can basically move however you want and do so over a period of time. And um, so everybody can participate in whatever way they like. We encourage young people to, uh, you know, there's a special category for folks under the age of 18. So it's just, a, it's a really great day. It's a really great community building event. And, um, and it's, you know, and as I said, it's our one big fundraising event of the year. So we really, you know, we really depend on this event to, to bring in a lot of revenue to run our programs. Yeah. And, and I, you know, just from being in town for so long, it, it's, I think it's a pretty popular event. Yeah. So if I want to, uh, and by the way, I have already registered, but if oh, I want to register, <laughs> um, well, but I'll be very honest, I, I registered for the virtual, not the real. Uh, That's great. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hate to think how long it would take me to run 13 and a half miles. And, <laughs> and, but anyway, so if I wanted to register today for mm -hmm. either the virtual or the actual race, what do I, where do I go? What do I do? How do I do that? Well, you can go to um, hightopsprincetonhalf.com. That would be one way. Another way is that you can Google High Tops Princeton Half. That's another easy way. And uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to see folks do that. And um, yeah, and if that, that doesn't stick with you, you can also go to the High Tops website and we have a link to the half through there as well. Okay, so the message is clear. Go yeah, register. Good. Go register. <laughs> come fundraise with us. Come run with us. Come come together as a community with us. There you Love go. Love to have you all.
<laughs> Lisa, well, so what other ways can people um, support High Tops other than through the half marathon? Oh, well, th- thank you for asking that question. I really, I really appreciate that. Um, well, certainly um, register for the Trans Youth Farm. Um, it's a really, as I've said, just a great, great day. Um, and you can come and go, you know, so it's not necessarily a six hour commitment, um, but you can come and go at your, you know, as, as your schedule allows on the on March 26th. You can also register for that through our website. Um, High Tops is one of the um, organizers of the Princeton Pride Picnic that's scheduled for June 3rd, which will be held at the Princeton Shopping Center. So we're looking forward to that. So come on out and have yep. a, you know, have a celebration with us and family friendly um, day or evening it's going to be evening, this year. It's 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to be putting out information about our open house. We'd love for people to come join us uh, when we do that. Um, and then, you know, if you're interested perhaps in the organization in, um, in, a, in a way that you might want to work with us on one of our committees or even on our board, I would love for you to reach out to me. Um, I'll, I'll give my email um, address at the end here. Um, or if you know of someone or you are someone who has a business or you're working in a school or other community-based organization and you'd be interested in having us come out and do one of our trainings or, you know, perhaps interested in us doing some sort of programming with young people in terms of sex education or would be interested in talking about how we might collaborate. Um, we're looking to expand our LGBTQ support groups into another um physical space so that we have two physical spaces. So there's lots, you know, there's lots of ways to collaborate and help us do the work that we do. We could, you know, love to have people collaborate with us. Um, And then of course, you know, the, the, the old fashioned, nothing wrong with writing a check. I mean, we, (laughs) we need the financial support to be able to run. And um, so certainly financially is a, is a great way to, to help our organization. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, so uh, related to that, I want to stay up to date on what High Tops is doing. What are what are some of my options to to be stay informed? Well, again, come onto our um, website and sign up for our newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter called um, "Hello from High Tops." Just a brief one pager that we send out, um, you know, once a month to folks, kind of keeping you up to date on what's going on. And you can follow us, of course, on the social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There we go. Good, good, good. Um, so let me ask you one final question. Um, okay. Where do you see High Tops going over the next few years as far as your services and programs that you're that you're offering or hope to offer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a really exciting, you know, thing for us to be thinking about and talking about. Um, so one thing that's of particular interest, I would think, to the Princeton community um, is that we're we're reaching out to community partners and talking about how we might be able to increase access to sexual health related services for the Latinx community in Princeton, and num- you know many um, of the young folks and and adults too are either undocumented or the young people are unaccompanied, and they you know they don't have the resources to uh, access the care that you know, might be available, but is not, you know, it's not around the block, right? So that's one of the things that we're really um, committed to looking at and hoping to be able to ensure that there is access, there there are services in our town for these folks to avail themselves of. 
So that's one, that's one big thing. Um, the other, as I just mentioned, we are looking to expand our support groups to another geographic location, hoping to collaborate with another organization and, you know, hopefully partner with them to provide um, groups in, in another space um, in, the, in the area. And then, and then the other uh, piece that we're looking to do in the upcoming years is to increase our presence um, it, and to have a more rich, more robust presence in urban areas such as New Brunswick, Hamden, Trenton. And, you know, we certainly have, have done that, do do that, but we're really hoping to um, expand and enhance those relationships. So to work with other partners in those communities so that we can, you know, do the work that we do um, in those spaces. So, um, you know, have had preliminary conversations with Planned Parenthood in Trenton. Um, they're starting a peer education program there. So we're hoping to work with them. We've reached out to, we, we have a um, contract with Empower, which is an organization that works in Central Jersey, including Trenton. Um, we have a number of conversations scheduled with schools in those three communities. So. You know, that's something that we're really putting a lot of intention into doing. Great. Exciting to hear. It's, you know, you yeah. have to, any organization that wants to stay relevant and successful has to keep looking to the future. And how do you, how do you adapt? How do you change? How do you expand? So that's right. That's exactly, exactly right. And, 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 uh, you know, that's, uh, we did a strategic plan last year and that's exactly how that kind of tracks, right? you know, to, to strengthen, to assess, to, to, to be creative in how we grow and to be, you know, um, to anticipate and to be responsive to what's happening in the environment, yeah. in the community. What, what are the needs of the community? Yeah. So, um, so I kind of lied when I said that was the final question. I want to ask you one more <laughs> because I think when we were talking about ways people could help support High Tops, you said you were going to give an email address. Ah. So why don't we why don't we give that and then um then then we're gonna wrap up. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my email is l shelby at hightops.org. Easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like to keep it simple. <laughs> there you go, Lisa. I really want to thank you. This is this has been really interesting. You shared a lot of great information. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much. It's really been fun and um, really good to talk with you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for the 14th episode of the Princeton Podcast, produced as a community service by HG Media, providing audio, video, and website design services here in Princeton since 1999. If you enjoyed this episode of the Princeton Podcast, please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.